Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 111, episode 3 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and their Coke industries, and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Let Jack go, let Jack go. Brian make his dumb dad jokes. Baby yo, baby yo. Gut is fine and pretty close. I don't care what people say. Being old never bothered me anyway. Uh, That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Main and PD Thorne. Uh, And I'm thrilled to be joined once again, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Come on, come on, come on, come on, let's race is done. She's a cop, so she had to go. Chrissy Yamaguchi made at Crispy Meme Donut with the exacta today of AKAs. Very topical. Hashtag topical. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I was. It's funny. That's you were, a cop. I was thinking of you, um, or you singing "Let It Go," reminding me of a Facetime I did uh, with uh, my—I'll call her my niece—who uh, is like three mm. and was singing "Let It Go." But it's just that I—I forget what it's like to be around young kids who are obsessed with a song. Yeah. Like an adult would sing the whole song. A three-year-old would just go, "Let it go." <laughs> let it go. <laughs> it becomes let like it a, go. Becomes like a uh, let it Migos go. hook. <laughs> like, like, I was like, isn't there like a bit of a melodic change at some point? But then I was like, you're like, yeah, she's been really loving the song for the yeah. last couple of days, and I'm like, that's right. It's just when it, it's like a true earworm, where you're just yeah. like, let it go. My son spends most of the day singing, and there is like two phrases that he sings with any sort of melody whatsoever. Right. Yeah, 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 that he just like has a sense that yeah. that goes up at that point. <laughs> right. Uh, They're learning. They're learning. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Francis Cronin. Hey. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. What's that accent? Boston? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Irish man is in vogue right now. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm uh, I'm from Dublin, Ireland, and I'm okay. in your, your beautiful country. Thank you for I've, having me. For people, actually, I was when Francis got here, uh, we had actually worked together years ago on a now viral, sensational video for Wired magazine, where oh, we had shit. people with different accents like interact with different. Home assistants like Google Home and Alexa. Yeah. Uh, and that Francis. Was, yeah, killed it. Dude, that was one of the most, that was the luckiest little break. So we got into some, I think it was uh, some Condé Nast, some huge organization. Yeah, yeah. And they brought us in, I think it was Matt Kirshen, great yeah. writer, used, uh, used to write for Jim Jeffries. And he just brought us in and he just needed us for our accents. Yeah. But they let us riff so long. Yeah, that it was, yeah, it was like it went super viral and went trending on YouTube. Yeah, dude. yeah. So, it was huge. So maybe we can do it again today, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you put you two, you and Miles, in the same room. I mean, uh, yeah, if, magic if a, happens. If a podcast were ever go right. viral, yeah. I think yeah, we're on our way. Between me, seeing <laughs> be let the it first go. viral podcast ever. <laughs> uh, I guess the WTF with Obama would be the other other one. Never yeah. listened to it. Was yeah. it good? Yeah. Can that yeah. Be, can that be fun. replicated? Uh, WTF with Obama? No, but the next one, you know? Like, do you yeah. think they can have another podcast? With it would probably need to be like Prince Andrew on Joe Rogan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like that would be a 
People Ep- are like, I don't know what the fuck Epstein this is. Epstein on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Go on Rogan. <laughs> yeah, his embalmed body. Yeah. Yes. All right, Francis, uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to take our listeners through a couple of the stories we're talking about today. Uh, one thing we won't be talking about is the fact that we have opened up uh, our offices to dental work. There's somebody doing dental work and next the, door. Yeah, Rio Tinto Mining Company yeah. as well. So uh, you will be hearing drilling in the background um, hey, but you know what? We're, we got to get these pr- precious, precious minerals. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, we're, we got we got to record this podcast and, rare and get earth it metals. out to you. We're going to look at the fact that there are Apple Music Awards. Didn't know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. <laughs> and they're today. The prestigious Apple yeah. Music Awards. Uh, Bill Barr issued the IG report, uh, and he's not happy with the one that he ordered. Yeah, he was like, go go look into it. Huh. And he's like, I don't like what you found. Yeah. We'll talk about what it is he doesn't did, like. Did he issue it? Is it? Did it come out or it came he, back to him? It came back to him. And right now we have reports of what his reaction is to it. Because a lot of people who were looking at the whole lead up, this uh, obviously he wanted the inspector general to look into Russian meddling or the inspector general to look at the origins of the FBI's mm. Russia investigation. Mm. But look, we'll talk all about yeah, that. Yeah. You know I mean? It's just the intro. We're going to check in with the latest 2020 polling. Uh, Bloomberg has appeared on the charts. Uh, he is a solid number five uh, behind Pete Buttigieg. Kamala is out. Mm. Rest in peace, Kamala. Long live Kamala. Uh, and Obama is pissed. We're also going to talk about that Politico story. And we're going to talk about pickup lines for all the in, for, for, for all the uh, pickup artists, Zeitgang gang out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but first, Francis, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, yeah, when I was coming in, I was thinking, well, let's, let's just have a look. And the last thing I Googled <laughs> before I came in was the tides in Ireland. Because I need to know, basically, I'm going home to Ireland to do a big walk across the country. Yeah. And we're, right. doing, and we're doing a big swim on the, on the west coast of Ireland. So I have to check the tides so people don't headbutt the rocks. Oh, on yeah. the first day of a big event. Wait, so what's the risk? If the tide is the too high, you won't see what you're swimming into? And Yeah, so the first day we have the Irish diving team is coming out to dive off these epic diving boards on the west coast of Ireland into the Irish Sea on a freezing cold day on the 18th of December. So I have to make sure that the water's deep enough, and lo and behold, it's not. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's gonna work. How cold is the water? If not us, we'll make the news with a few uh, unconscious. Yeah, humans. right. Uh, how how cold is the water? Uh, I think it would be 32 here for Woo! you guys. Basically four degrees. It, you can yeah. stay in for about a minute, and uh-huh. then you either get out because it gets painful, or you, you kind of you get so dying. numb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Then, yeah. You'll yeah. be in wetsuit, or no? Because I'll only be in and out for a minute. Oh, okay. and then we do bits to camera and try and create content as we cross the country. So uh, this is an extension because you had walked previously on foot from San Francisco to Los Angeles to raise awareness. Uh, around homelessness. Yeah, yeah. With no tent, I think, is the thing I keep forgetting to say. Right. So basically, I, I was uh, in the Irish Army. I was in the Quick Reaction Force in Liberia, West Africa with the United Nations. So I learned a lot of sneaky stuff. I learned how to survive. And I understand that that makes compelling viewing if you're uploading every day. Right. right. So basically, seven days crossing Ireland, hopefully hopefully busking with Glenn Hansard and Bono on, on Grafton Street on New Year's Eve. And then by the time we get there, I hope to have a thousand few thousand people walking alongside in solidarity against 
basically 15,000 people in Ireland who are homeless who don't need to be, and it's and apparently we're all doing great. Yeah, right. You know? So that's the goal. Especially and have in, a little fun while we're yeah, doing Yeah, Los Angeles too, where we have, what, yeah. almost 60,000 unhoused people. Jesus Christ. And it's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe we need to build more of these like luxury apartments that are completely <laughs> right. fucking ghost houses. It's, yeah. un, it's unreal. I've only been in Hollywood five years. Yeah. And you can literally see these, they're basically becoming neighborhoods yeah. Of, yeah. Of, that are growing and they've got their own little, you know, uh, commerce and rules and everything like yeah. that. Like, that, great that they're organized, but like, no, there's no reason failure. for this to happen. Yeah, it's an right. utter, utter failure yeah. of our municipality to take care of these people. Yeah. What did you learn about uh, California walking through our great state uh, without a tent? For- oh, yeah, man. Well, basically, the one thing that came out overall is that Americans, despite what you see in the media, on let's say on all sides, just uh-huh. there's an abundance of kindness out there that has yet to be tapped. Yeah. And literally, people are so hungry for good news that when I started making that little content and walking across the country like a little weirdo, <laughs> right? The, um, I became a conduit for people. Just they finally had some place to throw money and get behind a nonpartisan issue, which is getting people off the streets. Yeah. And I had never experienced anything like that in oh, terms of incredible. people getting behind. So, like, there is an abundance of, of kindness and generosity in America. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who are just great. Like, people were letting me, complete strangers, letting me go into their house, have a shower. They're meeting me by the side of the street, bringing me a sandwich, and then collecting uh, hoodies together, giving them to the homeless to keep them warm. It's like, man, people just want to, they want to collaborate for good. They're sick of all the bad news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And thankfully, uh, I, I found you the zeitgeist. provided a reason. Yeah. I just walked Incredible. into the zeitgeist, and now every story... I don't know if you've noticed, but homelessness is a global issue right yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nonpartisan, so we get to actually do something. Yeah. We don't yeah. have to fight about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. You know? So I'm excited about it. Hey, uh, like, gang, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? Apart from this podcast, guys, you guys are exceptional. <laughs> uh, uh, underrated, guys. <laughs> you guys got sound effects? Mm-hmm. My God, the level of production here. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, overrated... You guys were talking about it, uh, rise and grind, you know, like this, this mentality of always working. Yeah. Uh-huh. When I was out on that little walk, keep referencing the walk, Frank, yeah. you're working yeah. well. It's uh, a pretty formative <laughs> experience. Yeah. I, yeah. I would reference it yeah, nonstop man. and talk about nothing else. Personally. Yeah, thanks, man. So I'm walking out there and I'm maybe 24 hours, 48 hours alone at times. And when you're alone, your brain has time to calm down and sort things out, mm-hmm. you know? And then you, you get a better perspective on say the the twenty percent that's giving you the eighty percent re- reward, so all of a sudden, rather than having a cluttered mind and not knowing where to put my energies or my creative things, I had so much clarity at the end of that walk. It was almost like for anyone who's into yoga or any of that out there, it's like chakra work, man. I was in my root chakra. I knew who I was. Mm-hmm. It was very clear, and I wasn't being brainwashed by eight hours of social media every right. day. Yeah. So I literally was meeting beautiful people, connecting, making eye contact with humans right. for hours a day, as opposed to us not making eye contact with anyone all day. Right. Yeah. So, dude, just that does something to the human spirit that we were slowly being that's slowly being obfuscated from us. So we're literally we're slow like we're slowly being pulled away from what we can be yeah. in terms of human connection, collaboration, and all that. Yeah. And we're slowly being separated by. You know, technology advances, some of, some of which give us great things, 
you know, great benefits. But basically, you know, the less we do is underrated. Do less. Mm -hmm. Do less. Just do really important stuff, like the 20 that gives you the 80 instead of doing the 80 that gives you the 20. It's basic economics. Mm. But, you know, rise and grind. Yeah. So rise and grind is overrated. Doing less is underrated. Yeah, man. How how did you meet people when you were on your walk? Like, would they come out and meet you because they knew you were coming through? Yeah, dude. So, you know... And again, as I say, some multinationals do great stuff. So Google has a satellite tracking app. Mm. So people could literally see the little blue dot walk along their screen and they could see how close they were to me in miles. It tells them. Oh, wow. So it's like, how can you not see where the lunatic is when you're <laughs> right. putting your head down at night? Yeah. So that was it, man. So satellite tracking. So you'll be able to follow me as I walk across the country, come out and walk, come to a gig. We've got the best comedians in Ireland. And then you we're going to do You might be busking with Bono? Yeah, New Year's Eve. I, Damn. It might be. I can might, only I say might, might because yeah, yeah. it's Bono. But they've been invited, basically. Basically, the same charity <laughs> that I'm representing, the Simon community of Ireland, who does great work all across the country. Uh, Bono is also aligned with them. And Glenn Hansard is a huge, a huge, huge, huge advocate for the homeless in Ireland. And it's a small world, and we have some uh, mutual friends. In Ireland, you can literally walk into a pub in, uh, I won't say which pub, but Bono drinks there, you know? Uh, yeah. People leave him alone because celebrity is a different kind of animal in Ireland. Right. We, we, we treat it differently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to happen. How do you treat it in Ireland? Uh, well, here. It's less worship, you mean? You know, what I think it is, is that we don't like to show our hand and we don't like to discuss exactly how we're feeling in right. Ireland because mm-hmm. we've had to hide it for a number of years. Because yeah. We had basically civil unrest until 2000 with the North right. and the South, you know, at odds. And people who looked exactly the same fighting with each other. We don't need race or gender like as humans. We don't right. to right. fight with each other. We can just go after someone's ideologies. Yeah. So... Uh, what was the question? <laughs> oh, how, how, how that affects celebrity or how celebrity oh, yeah. is perceived. Yeah, so we don't, we have, you know, in Ireland, there's great, great, super supportive people. And then there's another side to the Irish psyche, I think, which is basically, we call it tall poppy syndrome. So if someone's doing too great, we like to make, we like to kind of, cut them, yeah, hit them hard, rag on them a bit, you know, uh, troll them basically until they show their resolve to be, you know, uh, respected mm. and often you'll see artists going away to another country and when they go back then they then they have an opportunity to uh, maybe reach their true uh, potential in their own country got it it's uh, tall poppy syndrome basically yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't want anyone to people don't want others to win until they've proven themselves a worthy winner right mm. yeah <laughs> so different here it's yeah like, <laughs> well yeah it's like man for example you walk down the road in Ireland and you see a celebrity it's usually a Thank, hey, hey. hey yep. you, you know, if you right. pull out a cell phone, most of the street will go, what are you Come on. doing? Right. Dude, is it guy more is, because... The guy is a human. He's got... Oh, it's more like out of respect for this person. Yeah, because... And, and the reality is, man, everyone knows that celebrity is... It's, it's a lot about self-promotion and it's a lot about what machine is behind you. Sure. And how you use capital to, to propel your image. Right. So... I guess there's enough deep thinkers to realize that that person probably has real life problems, mm. might be suffering God, with damn. depression. Maybe just, <laughs> so, like, don't Shut get me wrong, man. Based Ireland, yeah. yeah. Now, now, here, do you know what's going to happen, dude? Tomorrow there'll be some massive Twitter story about celebrity hounded in Ireland. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Zeit gang. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I don't yeah. know what. In order to be left alone <laughs> in America, Bono has to dress like a rabbi. Did you yeah. ever see that oh, story yeah. Yeah. where he got yeah. into a bike accident and 
Was yeah, I was dressed as a rabbi. I was dressed as a rabbi. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, he had to literally dress as a in disguise to <laughs> yeah. just ride his bike. Uh, yeah, finally, we, we do get behind our, our people if they're you know for, for sure. Right. Um, but it it is so different here, guys. You know, there's Hollywood is beautiful. It's great, but there is a kind of facade and a lack of empathy among a lot of players that. Uh, I, I, would say I don't a think total lack of empathy and a complete facade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't that, have to mince your words. Yeah, well, you know, and, and there's great people, and we all know yeah, them for sure. But like, let's be realistic. I mean, I mean, are they feeling anything when they deliver something either down a mic or like, are they even? Is there any connection between their voice and what they actually think, or is there just a massive dissonance and they're just a facade and a veneer and a book? Just full of shit, right? Right. You know. Yeah. So, and, and if there's not, you know. If there's no connection, then no one wants to really listen and there's no longevity in their career. Right. Because the, everyone does, the, like, humans have this, like, massive understanding of truth that we can't quite, you know, uh, articulate. Right. But we know it when we see it. And when we see it, it's so compelling. It's like truth has a gravity so yeah. strong that when you speak it, it pulls people in. It's, it's like you don't have to be a genius. You just have to be honest and truthful on the planet. And the world will come to you. It's yeah. almost magic. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's a yeah. very, very good point. I mean, that might have been it. I was going to ask you, what, what's a myth? What's something people think is true uh, oh, that yeah. you know to be false or vice versa? Um, I, I guess since we're talking about Ireland, people think that Ireland, uh, it's raining all the time. That actually only rains a little bit. For 151 days a year. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, not bad. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, it's like in LA, uh, yeah. people, the, the weather's so predictable. You guys can plant a flake on a barbecue six months in advance you know what I mean yeah, right. you guys are good but in Ireland we have four seasons plant a flake on a barbecue <laughs> yeah. it's very uh, yeah. you guys very are, true to LA yeah man and yeah. and uh, yeah this, you know in Ireland we have four very distinct seasons but uh, for convenience we have them all in one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah there's a cold I, I studied at uh, UCD for a semester and the there's a cold it was i got there in like january and stayed till the spring but there's a cold there that like gets inside your clothes that Weird, you don't right? have in america for some reason it's it's I, like a wet cold yes yeah. i think that is it i think it's a moisture laden yeah. air yeah and it permeates all you, all you're wearing yeah. no matter what you do the quickest way around that the Irish have found around that is layering. So we put on a vest and then we put on yeah. a t-shirt, then we put on a jacket, then we put on a hat, and then we go out and then we drink. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking yeah. also helps. Put the liquid, yeah. liquid coat on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's talk about the Apple Music Awards, guys, which Ugh. is a thing. Didn't have no, no clue. about that? Uh, so are they basing this off of like Apple Music and like what's... What yeah, most listened to albums are. Well, it's and weird. All that shit. There, uh, there was a press release. I don't know. It says updated December second. I have a feeling it. This was announced just a few days ago. Mm. Uh, the awards take place today, December fourth. Uh, for whatever reason, but it says they're introducing the new awards, a celebration of blah blah blah. Um, and I think a lot of it does have to do with like the amount of streams and things like that. Um, yeah, they are based on streaming data and what Apple Music customers have been listening to on repeat. So they only have a very few categories. There's Artist of the Year, mm. Billie Eilish, wow. uh, who also uh, her album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, will be Album of the Year because it was like had over a billion streams. Uh, wow. And then she also re received the Songwriter of the Year Award which will go to her and her brother Phineas, who I had no idea was the whole 
I don't, I'm completely ignorant to the backstory of Billie Eilish. I just know she likes The Office. Right. Uh, but I didn't realize that was the person that is, uh, makes a lot of the music with her. Then Breakthrough Artist of the Year, Lizzo. Okay. Right. Song of the Year, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Never Boom. heard of it. That's it. <laughs> Short and sweet. But for whatever reason, this exclusive event will be streamed live from the Steve Jobs Theater at Apple Park. Oh, okay. So uh, will the, I guess those, all those artists will be there? I'm sure. I mean, yeah. like they clearly were paid to come in for this photo shoot that they did because it's mm. all very uniform. Looks like mm. from the same photographer. Yeah. But this award that they won, it looks very <laughs> not like a thing I would necessarily be like, damn, that is such a beautiful yeah. award. Yeah, it's it's it, a circle inside of a rectangle. It's a circle. It's an iPad without a screen. Yeah, you turn that on. Its, you turn that on its side. Put a few little rocket launchers on it. Looks like a Star Wars. Yeah, uh, probably yeah. one of those space fighters. It says, camera. and then the way they made it, it's so. I, 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 they're so extra with how they made this award. <laughs> Each award features Apple's custom silicon wafer suspended between a, po- a polished sheet of glass and a machined and anodized aluminum body. The wafers start as a perfect 12-inch disc of silicon with nanometer-level flatness. Copper layers are deposited and patterned by ultraviolet lithography. <laughs> To create connections between billions of transistors, the result of this multi-month process, multi-month process, yeah. what? before it is sliced into hundreds of individual chips, is stunning and distinctive. In a symbolic gesture, the same chips which power the devices that put the world's music at your fingertips sit at the very heart of the Apple Music Awards. It looks like they cut out a wow. circle of a wicker basket and stuck it to the back of an iPad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and then with the copy, they just basically put down a load of word porn. Like, right. literally, yeah. there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's people like, oh, those lexical items. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Billions of transistors. Let's use all the vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, all right, Francis, uh, if you'd give us a moment, I want to talk to my friend Miles here. Hey, yes. Miles, it's I, me, yes, Jack. Jack. How are you? Yep. I'm good. Leaping into your view. Uh, <laughs> Leaping uh, into my view. I leapt, leapt at you. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you about a, a little brand named Casper. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need to tell me about it? I have a Casper, and I don't need to be told what a Casper mattress is. Okay. Me uh, too. Well, okay. Well, do you I have just one? slept do very you well. One? You said you seemed really well-rested today, Jack. I was going to say, you said that to me when yes. I got here too, and I was like, well, you already know what it is. Yeah, it's it was like that Spider-Man gif. Well, <laughs> we were both pointing at each other about hey, how dude. well-rested we Casper? Were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, everybody knows what Casper mattresses are, and if you don't, let me tell you. First, it's about the design. The thing that I like is that it's designed to mimic your very natural human geography, your human curves, mm. okay? So it, it, it no matter how you sleep or how your body's shaped, it just adapts to you. And I've also, always, what? I've always what? said, your, your curves are very human. Thank you so yes. much. That's not what I... <laughs> you should have seen my drawings of myself as a kid. Not very human. Yes. Uh, and also, when you think about it like this, right? You spend, what, 33.333% of your life sleep? It, mine is exactly uh, So you got to invest and you got to be sleeping on something comfortable because that's a huge chunk of your life. Yes. And Casper offers three mattresses, the Wave, the Essential, that's and the, the Hybrid. Wave. Uh, the Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body, as Miles I, was mentioning. Uh, the Essential has a streamlined design at a price that... Won't keep you up at night. Yeah. Get it? Because they're sleep brand. And also, uh, it's affordable. Therefore, you won't have the stress of, of spending too much money on the mattress. Oh, if good I gained further. Yes. yes yeah, because it wasn't clear from what I said. No. Uh, the hybrid combines the pressure relief of the award winning foam with durable yet gentle springs. 
Uh, and Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows, sheets, uh, to ensure an overall better sleep experience, guys. Well, I have uh, I have my Casper mattress uh, currently in my uh, uh, room, my guest room. Uh, so when people come over, I can show them the life of luxury that I live. And I say, you have never slept better in your life, have you? Please yes. don't go. I'm lonely. <laughs> uh, but the great thing about Casper is you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Sleep on what? On the mattress. Oh, got it. This offer is only applicable uh, for select mattresses, and terms and conditions do apply. So, guys, get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash TDZ and using TDZ at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. That's $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash TDZ and using TDZ at checkout. All right, Francis, we're going to loop you back in, pal. All right, so Bill Barr got his report. He had been working on this. He'd been traveling around the world, yeah. talking to people, interviewing people, uh, probably going to various going libraries. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> looking in the card catalog. It was like the Da Vinci Code. Right, uh, yeah. But with a walrus-faced asshole named Bill Barr. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, he, you know, he asked the inspector general, he said, I need you to investigate, you know, how the FBI came to begin this investigation of like Russian meddling in 2016, you know, Carter Page with the, what happened with these FISA warrants, right. what, what was really going on with Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, these FBI agents who had the temerity to say that they thought Trump shouldn't be president yeah. while being in the FBI. Um, because I think he was really hoping that someone would come back with, the report basically saying, well, I guess if in your mind, if you are like this Republican fantasy politician who has complete disregard for facts and objectivity, you would hope that the inspector general would come back with a report that said, oh, yeah, there's all these biased FBI Hillary loving agents who are against the president. The Steele dossier was the entire basis of our legal system um, and Obama wired everything. <laughs> tapped yeah, right. everything yeah. and, and was, Obama listened to it all and was being so spooky at, at Trump Tower. But the problem is this inspector general, he is known as like being a stickler and being very, as many people, uh, DOJ uh, past and present officials said, he's known for being nitpicky a little bit. Uh, um, like when even like when Eric Holder was attorney general. Uh, reports it's kind of what you back. want in Inspector General, right? Yeah, like somebody who's a stickler look, for details. Yeah, looking yeah, yeah. under rocks and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you say, hi, can you investigate my house and yes. tell me what's going Is my right. house in order? Are people behaving correctly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You kind of need those people to be like, yeah, I go by the letter right. of the law here. Ah, yeah. that home inspector, such a stickler for details. Yeah, it's so like, annoying. Damn. Okay, yeah. there's a hole in the roof. Fine. <laughs> but like, you can put cardboard and trash right. bags. It works. Right. Um, and so now he's come back. Um, oh, and I was saying with Eric Holder, like typically attorneys general will be like, yo, come on. Like they'll be like, this person went too hard. William Barr's like, nah, I don't like what this guy said. Uh, because <laughs> what came back from the inspector general is that there was nothing untoward going on. Right. Like, everything happened to the letter of the law. Uh, all these other conspiracy theories that they've been running around with, like really don't hold any weight. There were there is that one moment we talked about a few weeks ago when they did find that there was in the process of getting a surveillance warrant. People were cutting corners and got sloppy right. and the right was hanging on to that. But it was not really anything that they're saying, oh, this is actually massive, massive uh, misconduct by anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Just a so minor 
act yeah, of laziness. Exactly. And so because his whole reason for living has been to defend Trump and shield him and make anything he says true, even if it is just patently false, um, he's basically said, this is from the Washington Post, uh, what his reaction to seeing this report was. Attorney General William P. Barr has told associates he disagrees with the Justice Department's Inspector General on one of the key findings in an upcoming report that the FBI had enough information in July of 2016 to justify launching an investigation into members of the Trump campaign. Yeah, that that is sort of the whole finding, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. Well, the whole thing was George Papadopoulos was saying out loud to an Australian ambassador or official that, dude, this... These Russian, I heard the Russia is going to do. They're going to they're going to do some hackery right. with, with Hillary Clinton. Trump. Some person then goes to Australian officials. They tell American law enforcement. They're like, "This someone seems to think this is happening." If you want to look into it, yeah, all pretty straightforward. Then he goes on to say why he doesn't really like what Horowitz, who is the Inspector General, um, his conclusion. He says that he's privately contended that Horowitz does not have enough information to reach the conclusion the FBI had enough details in hand to justify opening a probe. So he doesn't have enough information uh, see, yeah. about them having enough, enough information, information to that's, justify it. That's why this is wrong, because actually, even though I told him that he needs to look into this and he probably has all the information, right. it turns out based on his conclusion that he actually doesn't have enough information because that's different than what I need it to be. Right. It's just very, very alarming, as it should be, because William Barr has been going to places like Italy or London to, like, talk to other allies. Anyone who, yeah, London, that is alarming. Yeah. <laughs> For an Irishman. No, yeah. no, 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 I'm just kidding. But, like, going there and, like, trying to get other people, other uh, intelligence agencies to say, Oh yeah, maybe there was something wrong. They're all like, "No, man, we're all been we've all been hearing the same thing. We've all been looking at how Russia's become more emboldened and more and more aggressive since 2014. It all tracks. Yeah. We have nothing to the contrary to say." And I think this is where we have to think about what is his next move because when he got the Mueller report that said there's all these accounts of obstruction. There's clearly some kind of conspiracy going on. Were it not for all the lying of Paul Manafort and others right. involved, I may know actually how dark this thing is. Right. William Barr came out and tried to get in front of it and just basically lied and was like, yeah, it's all good. This thing's pretty chill. Nothing to see here. Very uh, good. I wouldn't call it a lie. I would call it selective summarization. Yes. Okay. He right, summarized right. three of the 400 pages yes. uh, and just focused in on that. Right. Exactly. Was, <laughs> right. So, I mean, who knows what he's going to do with this if he's going to go on and say, ah, this one very narrow part, I'm going to completely blow out of context right. to try and keep this It sounds like going. he didn't even have like the spec that he could blow out into a uh, a huge deal uh, no. to, because he is going back to them being like, just give me a fucking crumb. Yeah. Just give me something. Something. Do you know what the, the most, uh, just to give an Irish, or not not an Irish perspective, I can only speak for myself, but like as an outsider looking in at America and the media and how it's, it's fascinating to watch that it doesn't seem to be the truth, but it's the most compelling narrative and how you present it on air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh like, yeah. Like, and, and, and literally the talking heads Who's the better talking head? Who can who can hold the audience? Because I, when I came here, I didn't know about the two sides of the media or whatever. Like I didn't know. Right, that. right, right. So I'm just flicking through, and like, it's shocking to see how believable. If you immerse yourself in one side, yeah, right, you know how believable it can be. Yeah, right, right. So right. you know, I'd be very slow to label anyone on either side anything, mm -hmm. because this is the most incredible propaganda I've ever seen. 
Right. And it's endlessly funded. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, because it makes its own money. It's yeah. propaganda that people pay for. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, it's like it's, it's shocking. It's entertainment disguised as news. And yeah. it's just like this fever dream to whip people into a frenzy. Just, Unre- yeah. un- unreal. Yeah. yeah, unreal. And you know the great thing about investigations, right? Depending on which side you're on, just like investigations in general. Right. You want them in, in to be happening to government all the time. What's very interesting to watch right now is that no one I have a feeling no one's going to go to jail. Yeah. Because these are the lawmakers, right? Right. Yeah. So no, like, it'd be nice to, for the right people to be held accountable, but it's becoming very clear oh, that yeah. no what, one seems to go to jail if they're, if they're in power. Once you get to a certain level, yeah. Like What's lower level, on? you could be made a you know, sacrificial lamb yeah. as a gesture to yeah. people to say that, yeah, the l- rule of law <laughs> right. works yeah. in some cases. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think... I mean, and this is why we're like in this other phase, which has become even more sort of alarming is like this legal nihilism that people have. It's like, who cares? Like, what are the fucking laws? Because yeah. even there are people breaking them yeah. and there seems to be no consequences or people completely outright disobeying subpoenas or using stupid little counter suits to kind of just delay their ability to be held accountable. It's made people very, very disheartened. Yeah. But I think that's why at the very least, like, just keep f- doing whatever you can because the second that I think you know the the foot comes off the gas a bit. Oh yeah, well you got You got you know you got to fight for what you believe, you know. And uh, it's it's just sh- shocking to me to to watch just people uh, say say growing up in Ireland. So at night on the news, weekly, monthly, or maybe just it felt like that as a kid. Someone was either getting shot in the knees or uh, a barracks being blown up or or some explosive device going off you know, less than 100 miles or 100 whatever miles away. And, and, uh, and, and now that's, that's where it can go, you know. And that, I saw that in Ireland. And then I saw in Liberia, West Africa with the United Nations, I was doing uh, peacekeeping over there. I saw the extremes where you got child soldiers, people cutting off arms, long sleeve, short sleeve option was your only option, uh, you know, for these. And these child soldiers, just like, I don't think people know the capacity humans have for evil because if they did, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be the rhetoric people are using now and how they're talking about their adversaries. Right. It leads down. A, it's a slow. It's a slow uh, erosion of the fabric of society that you don't. You have to be very careful with how you speak about your what you perceive to be your enemy, because you don't need race or gender to be at war with someone. I saw tribes in Africa, you know, attacking each other. I've seen it in Ireland, Catholics and Protestants. I would just, I would really like America to consider that rather than trying to find the differences, just really do reach across the aisle because you do not want the deterioration that is available in any country to happen here. You guys have something special here. No one's done this. No one's got 350 million people from all over the universe to live in relative with a lot of problems, harmony. Right. Like this is not, this is potentially, I don't want to be too dramatic, right. but you know, you, you just, you, the old phrase powder keg, don't push, don't start lighting matches around, you know, where there's a lot of tension because over 10 years, the slow erosion, you won't even see it creep in, guys. Yeah. yeah. And be very, just lead with love as they say, you know? Yeah. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like and it and it, it is fun. It's it's fun, you know, to rile up the the, the far side, but um long term guys, 
not you guys, but in general, long time, long term, the propaganda machines have to be very careful what they do because once you polarize two groups, it's very hard for them to see each other as human. Yeah, no, and I think that's the increasingly you know? yeah. the sort of yeah. dehumanizing rhetoric that comes out of like the president or people like this. There's yeah. this new thing of like. Not a new thing, but as the president's actions become more and more uh, obviously corrupt and people right. are holding him accountable, yeah. the rhetoric is also changing to now people who are act- asking for accountability are subhuman, they're scum, they're whatever. Yeah. And that's that's really, yeah, and I, this is a thing that a lot of people are talking about in this country too because yeah. as this keeps going and going and going, you know, it's the logical end that it plays out to is not is yeah. not one of uh, not not a good time to yeah. say the least. And we have a very short term collective memory, right? Like, luckily, if you have history in the schools, there's a real good chance that people, you know, if, if history's been taught well in a country, yeah, or at least somewhat honest, <laughs> and, uh, you know, not here. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, yeah. say, it, but you know, that could be by design. Right. Oh, it uh, is in in, in Ireland. Uh, Somehow, that's one thing that I think we do quite well, which is teach history. Mm. But you know, uh, and and that allows people to have a relatively good perspective on how things will shape up if you go down a certain road. Right. Now, did that, we still had a civil war. Right. Right. But, you know, well, you, you don't want to be doomed to repeat the mistakes of the past. So. But yeah, I don't think you're in your schools you're teaching people that uh, the civil war was about a difference in economic uh, systems. Right. Like where people, like here, like in some places – the history of the American Civil War is completely obscured and like the sort of uh, facets about race or yeah. removed or slavery are minimized. And it's like, yeah, you know, one group was kind of doing their thing and then there's, yeah. there's a disagreement. And uh, anyway, let's move on. I think I think as well. Cause, sorry. I think it hurts so much to look at how bad we've been in the past mm-hmm. that it's it's it, it hurts so you don't want to look at it and you want to kind of glaze over it but you got to sit with it right well yeah and i think an american history is all about sanitizing how bad things we've done have been uh, yeah. how poorly we've treated each other how poorly we've treated other countries how we've completely decimated other cultures other economies yeah. it's just it's mostly about like like eye bleach it's like right. our history it's like let's just mm. yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to i mean like it wasn't until college i was getting a real understand like uh, understanding of uh, american history or no high school i did have a really great teacher and was like yeah. suggesting to read like a people's history of the united states and you'd be like yeah. oh my god what the fuck is going on yeah but most of the time we're just taught like man america's so chill and everything we've done has just been so great for other people yeah well that's a, one, one yeah. question i get a lot just before you move on because mm-hmm. i think you'll like this is basically a lot of people want to know like what do what do people think of america outside america right and I think, thank God, the branding is good. The branding is good. You guys, nice. the brand is strong. Yeah, yeah America. Go- yeah, because you know, uh, a lot of people see this as a refuge for people from all different, you know, yeah. uh, ethnicities. Now, you, you, of course, you have the problems, but the reality is, guys, America is—it's not its foreign policy. It's its 350 million beautiful individual people walking the earth. Trying to do stuff. The foreign policy questionable. I think most right. people yeah. would agree on both yeah. sides of the aisle. Fucked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And on both sides of the aisle for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting to hear from somebody who lived through civil war and a com- like a violent conflict, uh, kind of within the nation they grew up in. To to hear that that's something that you're concerned about because that's something that when you talk to people who spend a lot of time in countries that are devolved into civil war 
they say that like a lot of the signs are popping up in America and people in America are like, yeah, but I mean, it can't happen here. Yeah. And it might, it might not be what you're picturing in your mind, but. No, it's, 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 uh, it is shocking because it was on, it was, I, I, I wasn't directly affected by it, but right. it rocked the country so much we couldn't even call it what it was, which was, you know, uh, probably some sort of civil war. We called it the Troubles. Right. Right. The Troubles. And it was 100 miles away. There's people, you know, bombs going off and all that, or 150 miles away. And to me, it was another world. But it was in the subconscious, it was just like, wow, why? When you're a kid, you understand there's no reason for fighting, you know? Right. First time you see war on TV, I remember like, I cried, yeah. crying. Because yeah. I understood the depth of it. Yeah. And then over time, you have to distance yourself from that emotion because right. it's too much. Yeah. I didn't live through a civil war, just for the record. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but there was civil unrest in the north of Ireland, and uh, yeah. it really permeated the, the culture and, and, and really got into a lot of kids' brains early on in Ireland. So yeah. I think uh, as a result of the, the pain maybe the people went through before in the previous generation, now there's a better understanding of how we want to avoid that everywhere. Right, yeah. right, you right. Know? Yeah. So let's look at uh, the peaceful way that we theoretically exchange power in this country uh, with the upcoming 2020 election. Uh, there's some polling in uh, the first poll or one of the first polls since Bloomberg uh, entered the race. Uh, he is at 6%, which is... He's at 6% already? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. I was like, that. that's dark and depressing that he could just be like, I'm going to buy... All the ads, and <laughs> then you're gonna vote for me. And the polls, but I bet I bet he's depressed by that stat too. That he can only get he can't yeah get that he can't digits. get to double digits. Well, I mean, if you look right, we we're saying Bloomberg, he's gonna eat into the Buttigieg Biden right. wing of things. You know, he's yeah. a he's a centrist, and he's not gonna challenge the economic status quo of this country. So yeah, I mean, they're they're fighting over the same. The same audience. Yeah. So Biden saw an uptick of like a couple percentage points. Uh, Sanders stayed exactly where he was. Uh, so Biden's at 31%, Sanders 15%. Uh, Warren actually saw the, the most, uh, the biggest drop. She's down to 10%, Buttigieg 9%, and then Bloomberg 6 Wow. And Kamala Harris was at 2 percent and you know right around two percent in most of the recent polls that uh, were coming out and that's probably that and the fact that one of her lead campaign officials uh jumped ship to the bloomberg campaign are uh, reasons people speculate that she decided to drop out of the race her statement is my campaign this is a quote my campaign for president simply doesn't have the financial resources we need to continue i'm not a billionaire i can't fund my own com campaign and as the campaign has gone on it's become harder and harder to raise the money we need to compete. Yeah. I mean, wow. She had a she started off really strong and then it seemed like every subsequent debate just a little bit was like yeah. was starting to diminish or she have moments like a pretty flat debate then a couple moments here or there. When uh, she announced that she was running in yes, South in Carolina oh. or no no, it was Oakland. That's right. Then she had a big uh, rally in South Carolina, but her announcement was the biggest rally of the 2020 uh, Democratic presidential election until Bernie had the uh, rally with AOC uh, about oh, a month ago. Um, but, I mean, yeah, she, she started with a lot of energy. The first debate, she was the story coming out of the first debate. And then it just seemed like, yeah, I, it, didn't, it never really cohered into a vision of like, okay, this is what her candidacy is about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy you guys like have two billionaires fighting it out. It's the most compelling narrative anyone has ever written. Right. It's like, talk about selling advertising. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's that, actually, that will be amazing if, when the tax uh, stuff comes out just to see the reality. Yeah. That's going to be fascinating. Like, yeah, yeah, that's progressing. Like, uh, there's another batch of uh, financial documents, the Deutsche Bank financial yeah. documents that are progressing towards the Supreme Court. So they're going to have to decide on the tax documents and these Deutsche Bank, or are they separate? Yeah, well, I I think that might, well, hmm, I don't know, actually, if it's the one specifically related to Deutsche Bank, but I mean, through that one, they've also seen like how sort of deep the shell game kind of is, at yeah. least from people talking about what they've seen from those documents. But I feel like that's true about a lot of a lot of rich people. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're that rich, like another job you have is trying to fucking hide your money. That's all it <laughs> like, is. That's, yeah. I'm like, bruh, okay, yeah, just give me your, give me your shit. Well, speaking of shit. people hiding things, uh, there's a recent Politico article that interviews a lot of people sort of uh, on background from the Obama camp. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's just like, they're just sharing his displeasure with all of the Democratic candidates. Like, uh, you know, Biden doesn't have a good sense of the electorate. Warren, like she can come up with all these uh, plans for everything, but that's not a solution for uniting people. And it's just like he has, sounds like, it sounds like listening to a great athlete criticize athletes like after they're out Mm -hmm. of the game a little (laughs) bit. Like can't Uh, give props to anyone. Right. Can't give props to anyone. Uh, (laughs) I'm still the best to do it. I don't know him. The one thing. (laughs) She out of touch. Her. The one thing, uh, yeah, reeks insecurity. To be honest, the one thing that jumped out to me is that they said that if Bernie starts running away with it, which they keep saying, which will never happen, it'll never happen. He's he's out of it. But if if it did look like he was going to get the nomination, uh, Obama said he'd have to do something. Uh, <laughs> fuck, like that he'd have to say something against Bernie. Um, wow. I like this quote of this is someone who they're saying was an advisor, right, to Obama. Yes. Yeah, that quote. He hasn't said that direct quote. He hasn't said that directly to me. The only reason I'm hesitating at it is all because, yeah, if Bernie were running away with it, I think maybe we would all have to say something. But I don't think that's likely. It's not happening. Another close Obama friend said Bernie's not a Democrat. Uh, so it's yeah. I guess I'm yeah. If you're not like fully, you know hiking your skirt up for Wall Street, then yeah. are you a Democrat? Yeah. Right. You know? It's crazy how they speak to each other over here, too. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so inflammatory. Yeah. It's wild. It's un- It's like it's like gladiatorial. Well, because that's sort of what our political system is completely devolved into. Yeah. You, It's like a glad... You send your champion on right. behalf of big ph- the pharmaceutical industry or yeah. the banking industry yeah. or the mining industry. Yeah. You have your champions in the form of Congress people who you fund to stay yeah. in office yeah. and give you the votes in the oh, in the fucking coliseum known as Capitol Hill yeah. and you fucking fight it and out. I look, it's actually yeah this the the tiered seating it's like it yeah. is a coliseum. Yeah. No, it, it it's the, but that's sort of like how it that's why you know you need lobbyists to identify your champions yeah. that you can send forward and be like hey are we on the same page? How clear how then, cl- how clear is it becoming that money is so like I think people knew that money was involved yeah. but now with with two billionaires going for it yeah. and, and it's like and all the discussion about lobbying where money's going it's on like I think people thought they knew but now they really know how dirty it is, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's why with 
with candidates like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, who are pretty consistent in articulating yeah. the issues that are like plaguing the system. Uh, that's why you see when someone they even mention Bernie Sanders, they're like, well, I guess we'd have to do something because right. that is a different that's someone who has been able to get the like a lot of people yeah. who might not have been as politically engaged or savvy to sort of look at the nuances and dimensions of how politics work and be like, hold the fuck on. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm I have so much lack in my life. Because of these rich assholes, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know if I like this anymore. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I was saying, you know, if you want to know who's really in power, just watch out for who you can't speak about. Yeah, and 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 that 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 kind of comes to light here, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, you know, Bernie. Uh, I saw him on a long form interview, and he was. I don't look. I don't have a position in America. It's not my place. Right. But there's no way he's the madman that he's made out to be. No, he's you know? yeah, he's only uh, mad know, by like, a billionaire. Standards. Yeah, and depending on what you're watching, and then right. and, and of course the opposite on the opposite side. But it, it's like it, if we could just get closer to the truth, but unfortunately that won't win the election. So we're destined for the polarity and we're destined for the conflict. Yeah, yeah. We just have to be very careful that the conflict in rhetoric doesn't bleed out. Well, there's no money to be made in unifying people. Right. That's the problem. One now, dude. The truth has a gravity so strong that when you speak it, it pulls people in. That is one hundred percent true. That's why one hundred percent true. Because if it were, then we would be unifying the fuck out of everybody. Get your unification shits yeah. and shirts and hats and yeah. merch or whatever <laughs> apps. But it's like when the unifying message right now is like working people are getting screwed. Yeah. We need to look at how we how people are being taken care of. What kind of financial services and support yeah. systems we have for our unhoused people, our vulnerable people, disabilities, whatever yeah. this, that, and the other. See, in a lot of those things, so many people make money off of the fact of commodifying the fact that you need help or whatever, that it's yeah. it's just it's a threat to the, the game as it's being played now. And I think that's why when you see quotes like this, it's so damning for them to be like, well, if, if something happens, we might all have to say something right. on behalf of the like the wealth class here. Yeah. Well, you know, we all have a negative confirmation bias. Right. Th that's why Twitter and works so well, and why right. other stuff works so well. Because mm -hmm. we're we're naturally anxious. We're right. naturally we were preyed upon. Yeah. We're, there's predators out there, so we still have a bit of that in us. So it's it's just like division is the short term hit. It gives yeah. you that endorphin rush that like gets you like focused on and, and aware of everything, but. You can win with unity and love, but it's just not as sexy. It's right. not as sexy to the human mind, and it, but it is. It gives you longevity and peace and prosperity. Yeah. But division, man. Oh, I love division. It's yeah. so good. When you're reading it, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, and you yeah. can sell ads on division. That was yeah, my exactly. Part yeah, of math too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, long division. Oh, yeah. oh fuck, remainders. Oh yeah, carry the one. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna take uh, another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, there's a study about which pickup lines work best for women that are hitting on men. Yeah. And I, for one, am curious, Miles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, the, the brave it. people at, uh, in Halifax, Canada, yes. um, decided, I didn't even realize this is a question of what pickup lines for men are the most effective. They got Halifax up in Halifax. I mean, <laughs> wow. -wee. <laughs> sound the <laughs> air raid, sound the air raid alarm. Uh, there's okay, so the way they did it, apparently they found that there's they were testing three pickup line styles: direct, flippant, and innocuous. 
And what they did uh, in this highly scientific study, and I say this with a lot of sarcasm, <laughs> is that they got 130 heterosexual adult males uh, to basically- <laughs> Said yes every single time. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, a fucking pickup. Like, honestly, right. the, to me, the a premise woman, is weird. Yeah. It's like, does this is this necessary? Has a man said no? Um, so what they were- Exactly. Doing, yeah. Has a man ever said no? No, exactly. To any kind of positive attention. Yeah. Um, so it says, they were asked to evaluate a series of 12 photographs of women accompanied by a pickup line. And then so when they looked at it, they asked the participant- to rate the perceived attractiveness of the woman, the perceived promiscuity of the woman, and the perceived effectiveness of the pickup line. Mm. Um, really, what they found was direct was the most uh, effective. Uh, so uh, an example, a direct pickup line is stuff like, you want to have a drink together? You have really nice eyes. Mm -hmm. Can I have your number? You're cute. All of those in, in a row? Yep, yeah. very smooth. Without I listen. find that works too. Yeah. And, You're and, cute. And stare at the chest, apparently. <laughs> yeah. is what... you, you, got a place, you got a place to stay? Yeah. <laughs> you got you money got for a, a ring? Because <laughs> I got a straight yeah, I got a coat. Kill. Yeah. And then a f an example of flippant pickup lines is Shall we talk or continue flirting from a distance? Blah. I always see you here. You must be the bar's best customer. Oh, God. Since oh you're alone, God. And, since you're alone you're... and I'm alone, why don't we sit together? Dude, that makes me want to be single. I'm forever. easy. Are you? That was obviously I mean, there's a control. So I think that I think I think that is actually an example of scientists writing comedy being not a successful way to. Yeah, dude, I don't know if these are real. Start a conversation, right? And well, then look at their sample size, 130. They yeah. didn't exactly like go into yeah, extensive very research. narrow. Yeah, that's what I said. It's I'm like very <laughs> highly scientific. More as a conversation starter, of course. Yeah, and then of... innocuous. Can you recommend a good drink? I've seen you before. Do you work here? I mean, really, they, the, what they did find is direct were the most successful, flippant was second most successful, innocuous were least likely to be judged as effective. But they did say no matter the pickup line, when they rated the attractiveness high, didn't matter what they said. Yeah. It's just like, yes, please, I don't know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're very visual creatures, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. hard not what, to. Yeah, do, yeah. do you ever, you're walking down, it's like it's hard not to look at something. You like, are we allowed to admit that? It's yeah. hard not to yeah. look well, at you. Well, you have eyes. Yeah, right? it's yeah. so How do you hard. not look at it's anything? It's so hard. It's like a, a woman, for me, is the most compelling thing. Mm. Now, obviously. You want to write songs and sonnets? Yeah, I mean, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah, we create, and then we try and get on stage. We try and be funny, and then hopefully find a wife when you're out <laughs> right. there. But like, uh, like, and then I guess it's the same, the opposite way. It's just, uh, yeah, man. Beauty. There's oh, so beauty is so hard to ignore. Just this idea, yeah. though, that like, there's a need for this study. Like there are women or I guess it, it just seems odd to me there's because the way our society study. is set up sort of just like this patriarchy where the man pursues the woman and that's sort of right. been, uh, people are just inundated with this sort of messaging. I'm not, it sounds like a thing that like a lonely men would need this study. It's like, Hey, direct is the best thing guys. You mm -hmm. know, don't be all like, Hey, did you see that fist fight outside? That was so wild. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think these two women were fighting over a dude. Anyway, hi, my name's Miles. Can I wait? <laughs> That's like literally some pickup artist type shit. Where oh, really? It, yes, you talk rather did than you see that. Rather than pulling up direct, like, yo, I think you're beautiful, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Have this drink with me. 
you know, like, like you six wanna, inches from the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. you, there's like more about just sort of being a little bit more obscure about sort of just a general conversation starter by pointing to another event. And then they go, oh, no, I didn't see that. And that's more organic. And then you're like, anyway, what's up? I'm lonely. I mean, I'm Miles. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah, do you ever notice as well when you want to talk, when you really, really, really want to talk to somebody, like you're, you know that this is the one. You Something in it. your brain, Something in your brain literally sabotages you. Yeah. You can't oh, you yeah. can't speak, you can't think. You start opening all the doors, the fridge door, every door, right? Yeah. Just everything's like and and then the conversation just it 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 just it's like your genes know that you are not supposed to mate with that beautiful <laughs> right. person. Yeah. You're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. oh, the, Get out of here. You fry your circuits, you're like, I am horny. But it's like, it's your sabotage from the inside out. Your genetics don't yeah. want you to win, dude. They, yeah. they don't think you're good enough. The second date I ever went on with my wife, uh, she was like, I kind of realized that, you know, I, I was in love with her, but she like, you know, I, but so it was the, the second day. It would be really weird. But I was like, I love you. Right. But yeah. she, she still talks about it because she was like, yeah, there was that one date when you like, couldn't talk and you were all sweaty. And the worst thing, the compound, you know, when you know that they're seeing it. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause it, dude, most yeah. fucking perceptive creatures on the planet. Yeah. Then you start sweating. Like, are you sweating? No. Oh my God. You're sweating. Yeah. And, and then it's it, getting on me. And it gets worse and worse. And Under my no arms. Way, there's no way out, right? Right. The, on, the only thing I think you can do to kind of is a preemptive strike, which is, it's like, it's like before you go into an interview, <laughs> go for a run. So your endorphins are up. Yeah. Start like bench pressing something. So there's a little testosterone in there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe stand wide legged with your arms above your head yeah. in some like power pose. <laughs> yeah. And then you walk in and go, hey, uh, do you live around here? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, so no. manly. <laughs> yeah. Also, why, why are you holding that, those weights above your head? Why are you yeah. chewing raw meat? <laughs> yeah. Just like steaks on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Hey, these are my new shoulder pads. You like them? They're dripping like blood. They're rib eyes. <laughs> I like your eyes, but you like my rib, rib eyes. <laughs> and then you flex. Yeah, <laughs> And same. You like <laughs> beef. You're like, no, I'm vegan. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. God damn yeah. it. You're but right. that is weird how the universe keeps us in line, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like it knows that you're, hey, dude, this one's not for you. Yeah. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm literally going to make you deaf and mute, and you're not going to be able to hear what she's saying, and you're not going to be able to formulate <laughs> yeah. it in your brain. Right. And you know what? It's you're like you're talking with a concussion the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, am I seeing stars and like, yeah. Hi. Question for the audience is like, gang, does that. Does that happen on the other side? Do girls get that? Do they get the same feeling? I'm sure. Like anything, we're human, right? If we yeah. like something, yeah, yeah. We, the, the possible threat of losing something, right, causes yeah. us anxiety or not to get the thing we want, I'm sure. Yeah. On some level. The thing I'm more interested in is this idea of being hit on mm. uh, because I've only been maybe like a direct pickup line. I remember someone said that to me when I was DJing a party in high school. What they say? This like girl I was in high school as DJing party. She comes up to me. She goes, "You're cute. What's your number?" Really? And I was like, "I fucking I panicked. I was like, I don't know. I have a phone." I like, walked away, and then yeah, I was like, dude. "I was like, yo, give her my number." I would, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm lacking to all confidence indirectly. Yeah, like, <laughs> she was so direct. I, well, I fried my insecure like hormonal teen circuits. Yeah. I just was unprepared, yeah. and I just sort of went into myself. Uh, but again, did, did, did that did that carry you for the week though? Because when I if I get a compliment, like if somebody says something nice to me, 
like that I'm attracted to. I'm terrible. It at receiving blows compliments. my mind. It'll keep me going for a week, dude. I'm like running extra miles. I'm I'm donating more. <laughs> I yeah. I, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm terrible with receive just as a personality. Yeah, like yeah. When, if I'm ever get a compliment, I'm like ah, I always mitigate. Right. It's like and that's a thing I'm trying to do less of because I think that sort of betrays my own ability to sort of see myself as being worthy of a compliment. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's get psychological real yeah. quick. Uh, let me get on my couch. You'll be my therapist, Francis. Because, you know, I want to feel like I am worthy of these compliments. Right. But inside, I don't want to feel like I'm flexing on people or something like that. I don't know. It Chelsea Peretti had a great uh, quote in her podcast about how uh, guys, you'll compliment a guy's shirt and that's all they'll wear for like the rest <laughs> yeah. of the year. That is so true to me. Like that is true. Oh yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. Yeah. It's a, do you know the power a compliment has? Yeah, uh, man, you can. And also, you know, it can. It doesn't have to be even a lie. Yeah, you know, like we're talking as if it's a manipulation. You can literally say to something. Someone just a, a nice compliment, like, "Hey, you know what? You you just you're a great person. I really felt like we connected today. I'd love to. Uh, I wish you the best." Yeah. yeah, that just that little serotonin hit, that cortisol spike in the brain, or whatever. I don't know, goes yeah. away. Whatever. It's, mm-hmm. And they they just they walk the planet a little better, and yeah. then that trickles out like little reverse tributaries into the world. Yeah, like just because you said something nice, that person walks the earth, feeling a little better, making people feel better all day, yeah. dude. Yeah. Go give a compliment. Compliment challenge. Yeah. Go. Do it. But Hashtag. not to Tell me. Us how. Not to me because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Don't, uh, no, not why me, would you like, compliment me? I'm know, a piece like, of shit. That was lucky. Dude. I, smell I, don't like, know, like, I smell terrible. My, uh, my granny said the best advice is just say thank you and then, and, and smile. Actually, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's and what that I really helped because it's so simple, but it's like you don't think of it because you're just too much in a panic about where to put that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, speaking of serotonin hits, one way you can accomplish that is exercising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one way you can exercise is by getting a Peloton from your husband <laughs> for Christmas. For Christmas, yep. Uh, because it will give you self-worth. It will give you an identity for the first time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a new Peloton ad that is, there's something uncanny and weird. Black mirror-ish. Yeah, it's like, uh, this ad, I guess it came out a couple, like a couple weeks ago, and it's, or I think it was just over the Thanksgiving holiday or okay. something. Yeah. And it's a, a young mother comes down the stairs on Christmas to find her husband has bought her a new Pel- Peloton. Uh, and she then starts talking about how it like transformed her life. And But she's also like doing this running diary of yeah, the like, vlogs. Trying this thing out. I don't know. Five yeah. days in a row. Are at, you surprised? At, I am. Yeah. Up at 6 a.m.? Yikes. Yeah. Huh. Right. Whoa, she yeah. said my name on the thing because that's one of the features on Peloton. Like, there's live classes, and then when you're logged in, someone might say your name or your username, and then you can have that one human connection through a screen on your bike while you're inside your human hamster wheel in your yeah. yuppie prison. It's, it's just really... It's, it's such an odd commercial. Yeah. And the thing is, it was shot with a budget, I, I would say... That was way bigger than it needed to be because it's a that be- probably it's could a have housed commercial. twenty people. <laughs> and, and genuinely, what? Why would you call a product the Peloton? Because a Peloton is the second group in any bike race. It's right. The, it's not the first. It should be like yellow vest. Right. Yellow vest. <laughs> well, I think uh, well, I was say Louis Armstrong. Uh, what's his name? Lance Armstrong? No, Louis. Louis. Okay. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, right. Right. You know, Satchmo, the disgraced cyclist <laughs> for using uh, testosterone and other steroids. Yeah. Uh, and but his yeah, own blood. But I think that was like 
maybe that ruined our yellow vest uh, ideal. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah there's, oh, that's true. The, also, the it's whole... a political thing in France right now. The yeah. yellow vest. Yeah. But that's the, well, right. I don't, I, Peloton does not care about that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> their their whole thing though does feel like it's. I don't know what the lifestyle change exactly it is because this one again this is how like advertising works. The woman who comes down is attractive by every modern oh measurable yeah. standard. Uh, so there isn't like some kind of transformation nope. narrative. It no. just seemed like I'm a woman that has it all. And now I'm more grateful to my husband at the end. Right. Because you gave my life like she's like, I'd, I never would have been able to live a life like this without this or something. Yeah. Thank you for giving this new life to me. Exactly. Right? But it's almost OK. Like advertising, we know they're selling the feeling. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But I can't help but think if that was a product for a, diff- a product for a different market, they would they would probably outline exactly like they'd be more systematic about outlining the benefits the health benefits and, and the percentage yeah. right. of like increases and what they've done oh, hold and the study on. they've shown well, an appeal to logic yeah <laughs> come on no man. man this is fifth ave this is madison ave baby we yeah. go straight to the brain and we figure out how what insecure type kid you were yeah. and then fucking rip that out yes and put yeah, it in the fucking screen dude it's so yeah it's so grab him by the dick and tell him this could be your wife <laughs> this bro. could be your wife dude. <laughs> get it together but how crazy is it they're probably they've probably done all the research mm-hmm. that is the type of commercial that works so we'd like to think we're logical creatures but really these these marketing gurus they they know us to be emotional creatures and they sell us on feeling as opposed to fact yeah it's fascinating like if you take that it's i feel like it's it's almost like a we i think the commercial is so weird because it's like a passing of the baton from like mm-hmm. maybe boomer gen x advertising mentality to millennial advertising mentality we're like then back old school marketing or look was just like the thigh buster. Who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> this thing is gonna make you smile and hot. Like, right. Yeah. And then, but then they're using like the vlog aesthetic to be like, see, because like young people, they're like they're also maybe sending videos to other people. Right. Like it was like trying yeah. to blend. It's almost these, like, like a Instagram story. Like yeah, very self aware. Yeah. It's very. It's so. It's so precise. That it's it feels like a manipulation, but it's poorly Could be a great product executed. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's one question. I think I that's had why it's is, yeah. is is it poorly executed on purpose? Like, do they have one where the performance seems authentic, and they use this one because they knew that it would like the, create uh, we'd like be traction about in it. social media? Yeah, I want. I'm starting to wonder. There's all these different examples of people doing mis things that ads. are seemingly misguided. Right. Uh, that then end up getting us to like talk about those things yeah. like right, whether right, right. it's that negative bias again man. yeah we we need like if we see something that just doesn't it's so close to being truth but it's not we have to read it up on it we have to talk about it to figure out where the truth is because yeah. we're truth seeking beings yeah and when two people have a dialogue right if two people have an open dialogue and they're not fixated on the result or the outcome of the conversation then the two interlocutors speak mm. right and when they finish speaking in theory, there's a higher truth that they've both realized. Mm-hmm. And but what's happening here, man, is like so. There's a distance between what we're seeing and what they're showing us, and we're like, what? what uh, You're like, what is this? What? Exactly? We have to talk this out, world. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. this does not make sense. Yeah. Right? Like, why is it called Peloton? That's a losing <laughs> name. For you, for you, it's like <laughs> that means you place. don't win, dude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's probably a great product, is it? Yeah, I and mean, people, I mean, it almost has like cult like. I'm getting it for my wife, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has like vlog about it, dude. Yeah, cult like appeal for people already. I'm, I mean, their ads before were just sort of like showing like very straightforward exercise ads. Yeah. It was like, 
they're one man or one woman yeah. got on the bike. They're sweating. They're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> they're indistinguishable like from yeah. Michelob Ultra ads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which are the ads for the athletic beer. Exactly. Uh, well, Francis, it's been awesome having you, man. Oh, thank you. And guys, genuinely, just uh, you've got a great rapport between the two. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's very no, we it's don't. easy. You guys, Shut up. you guys, fly. <laughs> thank you so much, and thanks to you Mr. have a good Sand rapport. Engineer. We suck. Uh, <laughs> France, uh, it's easy to have a good rapport when we have a guest such as yourself. Yeah, Where can thanks. people uh, find you, follow you, check you out, man? Uh, guys, first of all, anyone listening, thanks very much. I just want to mention the big walk I'm doing. That's really why I'm doing all this press, right? And, and uh, So 18th to the 25th in Ireland. I'm going to be uploading content every day. I'll be sleeping on the streets uh, with just a waterproof sleeping bag. People can come out and walk. And uh, we're going to raise money for the Simon Communities of Ireland, which is a homeless charity. We've got a big problem in Ireland with homelessness right now. It's a global problem. It's here in California. I think nearly 70,000 people in California are homeless on the streets. Mm. So please just tune in to Francis Cronin on all social media, F-R-A-N-C-I-S-C-R-O-N-I-N. And uh, Rough Set is the name of the project. Hey. And it, play on words. So rough, and we're doing comedy every night. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah. Guys, thank you. Is there a, a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, uh, ooh. I'll be honest. I do find myself reaching towards the political tweets of the people. Again, the negative bias. Mm -hmm. So the most inflammatory tweets that I, that I see. And uh, the thing with uh, Trump with the, with the, um, the belt around and uh, just his timing for that, that was just like incredible. What's it? What is it? The, the, he took he took picture, a picture. He posted a picture, a tweet of him with his uh, uh, a doctor picture of him with his top. Oh, on. that he's like Rocky. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and I just thought that was fascinating to watch. Uh, people call it a troll, and and then other people say that this is doctor, and just like that blew my mind as to how far and how unstable the discourse is here in the country that that could be that inflammatory. You know, well, yeah. yeah, at this point, I mean, everyone is on a knife's edge to begin with, yeah, with everything yeah, yeah. that the president does. So the second anything comes out, it it's just immediate yeah. fodder. Yeah. And you yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. And it's just it, it's a little worrying when people are censoring their thoughts when they're, you know, they're, they're speaking in public. And, and you know, you, you just don't want that. If you go if I walked down certain streets uh, in my country, I'd have some problems. Because um, I wouldn't be from the right faction. You don't want to see that here. Yeah. And, and this, that's my biggest worry for America right now. Mm. Yeah. And it's no. all coming from tweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you right. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Uh, find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, you know, a new podcast out, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, my podcast with Sophia <laughs> Alexandra, where we talk about our favorite show, 90 Day Fiance, uh, in a very elevated way. It's a very hilarious show. Uh, if you want to know a tweet I like, it's actually brought to my attention from Nick N, a listener, at Call Me Niles. Uh, this tweet, okay, so they were like, go check this tweet out. It's it's just one of those petty tweets that clearly, I'm just going to read it for you. It's from this woman named Meg. It just said, if your name is Jessica from Guelph, your boyfriend Ryan, ears pierced, is sitting in the Brock Library talking absolute trash about you to his lady companion. <laughs> I'm not trying to start shit, but he said you're a six in bed, and she says he should break up with you. I'm snitching. Oh my God. <laughs> and then there's another, she replied to her own tweet. She goes, the amount of tea I've gotten from Ryan and this girl is crazy. I haven't paid attention to my assignment for the past hour. I just <laughs> like when people, look, sometimes, you know, it's a community.
Got to oh, let people know. Oh, so I, I didn't know it was a tweet we like. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just had a t- tweet in general that was interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll it think about be... it. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. And that jolly prostitute tweeted, I'm no mathematician, but I think I may have smoked my weight in weed this year. <laughs> um, which is impressive. And I do, I do Damn, wonder that. Pounds? Like, if you take everything you've eaten or smoked or, you know, ha- how... How like if it adds up to your own weight? I've smoked my weight in weed this year, or this, in your lifetime this weekend, <laughs> dude. And that's a lot, the volume is a lot more than the human body. Yeah, weed yeah. is like yeah, know, it's Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be huge, like a room full. Yeah, I just use it through a weed whacker or a, a leaf blower now. Like those, there's a bunch of viral videos where people are just using leaf blowers to burn like fucking quarter pounds at a time to fill up a garage with weed smoke. Oh my god, it's, uh, it's violent. But also, I'm trying to tr- I'm trying to try it out. If you got one of those setups, let me know. I'll come through. <laughs> and Louis Vertel tweeted, "You're an adult when you realize the night before a holiday is better than the holiday." Damn, that is true. Unfortunately, you come up with something, Francis. I would just anything. Basically, I just got addicted to this. Uh, I don't know him at all, but Mark Norman tweets the funniest one-liners. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, just here's one. He did a Halloween. He goes, he's a stand-up comedian. He goes, the booing around Halloween seems a little less painful. <laughs> it's just so succinct, dude. A little you know? less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. Uh, well. The Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can fo- follow us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is a track called The Contender uh, by the Minahan Street Band. Mm. Okay, so the reason, okay, th- first, I think their song was, uh, it was definitely sampled in Rock Boys, the Jay-Z song. Anyway, but the reason why I like this band is because it's musicians from like some of my favorite sort of throwbacky bands, like so the Dap Kings. Uh, There's members of the Dap Kings, people from El Michael's Affair who do like dope old hip hop covers. Guys from Anti Ballast, which is like a really dope Afrobeat band. Uh, They were also the backing band for the Fela Kuti musical, which if that's ever out again, you should definitely see that. Uh, And the Budos band, which is another dope band, uh, similar style. So they, they're like a super group of some of my favorite uh, studio musicians. And this band is just a great, got great horns, got great, it's just a band. It's like instruments. It's, you know, people together Pulse. making, yeah, just making that music. So mm. check this one out. All right. We're going to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. Find podcasts or give it away for free. Uh, we'll be back later today uh, to take you through what is trending at the moment. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.